All right. We're going to take our Bibles. Thank you for that, Brother Tom. It was spur of the moment. Get on up here. And he did it. That's hard to do. Amen. I had people shaking their heads at me like, nope, not coming up, not coming up. And uh, I said, yeah, I, I figured if I just kept going like this, they would come, but they never did. So they put me on the spot. But amen. Thank you, Brother Tom, for that. All right. I want to go to John chapter 14. John chapter 14. John chapter 14. John 14. Let's read in verse 1. John 14 says, Let not your heart be troubled. You believe in God, believe also in me. This is Jesus uh, speaking. In my Father's house are many mansions. If it were not so, I would have told you. I go to prepare a place for you. And if, if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and receive you unto myself, that where I am, there ye may be also. There the Lord is telling us how much he is anticipating uh, for us to be with him. He's trying to express um, the capacity of that. That he's going only to prepare a special place for us. And how much he's anticipating to see us there. Waiting for us. And that is the only reason why he's going to go. Him coming to earth was the end of everything. But it wasn't. It was only the beginning. Uh, But he said, I'm not really going. I'm going to leave my Holy Spirit with you. Amen. That's how we get Acts chapter 2. And the moment you get saved, the Holy Spirit of God indwells you. Amen. That's why we need to walk in the spirit. That means less of you and more of him. Let him increase and you need to decrease. And the more you allow him to increase in your life, the more of his presence of comfort, the more of his power you'll know and you'll feel. You'll be able to see things clearly. You'll be able to read the word of God more clearly than what you see out of your flesh and into uh, him. Amen. And that's what the Holy Spirit's job is, is to point you to Christ, uh, for you to know Christ more. Verse four, and whither I go, you know, and the way, you know. Thomas saith unto him, Lord, we know not whither thou goest and how can we know the way? Verse six, Jesus saith unto him, I am the way the truth and the life. No man cometh unto the Father but by me. If ye had known me, ye should have known my Father also. From henceforth ye know him and have seen him. Philip saith unto him, Lord, show us the Father and it suffice of us. Jesus saith unto him, Have I been so long time with you and yet hast thou not known me? Philip. Let's pray. Lord, thank you, Father, for your word and thank you for all you've done, Lord. Such great blessings, Lord, you bestowed upon us. What great mercy what great compassion you've had on us, Lord. I pray, oh God, you help us to uh, just to see Christ and nothing else. And Lord, if, if we would just get closer to you and we would just uh, have a desire to know you more, Lord, uh, to savor the things of God and keep, uh, keep us from getting such um, distractions in our life, Lord. Uh, distractions come in good forms, Father, But anything that takes us away from you is not good for us at all. 
I pray, Lord, that we would be able to have that discernment, Lord, uh, discerning our walk, walk with God um, to get closer to you. Let it be our new goal, Lord, uh, for this upcoming year, Lord, from this day forward even, Father, to just get a little closer to you. And Lord, a little closer to you is worth it all. In Jesus' name, amen. Philip asked, he said, uh, Lord, show us the Father, and it sufficeth us. Uh, Jesus said unto him, Have I been so long time with you, and yet hast thou not known me? Jesus is proclaiming himself as the Father, amen? He doesn't get any more clear than that. Uh, it, it wasn't just Jesus, just a man, and, or God in the flesh. He is God. He came down. The Father came down. Uh, what about the Trinity? The Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. All three are one, amen? That's what First John tells us. There's no difference. And Jesus said right there, he said, If you've seen me, you've seen them all. You see, I am. I am he. Amen. And that's why the, the Pharisees took up stones to kill him. Uh, if you read in, in Je, uh, Genesis with uh, or Exodus, I'm sorry, when um, Moses said, who should I tell him? Sent me. And God said, I am. Tell him I am sent you. And he said, this shall be my name forever. Amen. And Jesus said, he told the Pharisees before Abraham was, I am. Amen. Jesus is the great I am. And there's nothing else and there's no one else besides the Lord. Amen. And thank God that, that he has revealed himself uh, to mankind. We have a true living God that has come and had, had came and died for us and has not left us. And he lives inside of us. If you're saved today, you bear um, in your body the Holy Spirit of God. The Holy Spirit of God indwells you if you are a believer today. And that's why the Bible says, do not grieve the Holy Spirit by which you are sealed. He has promised and vowed not to leave you. And somebody who's promised not to leave us uh, can certainly be grieved by what we do. And then by the, by the way we act, uh, by, by the way we conduct ourselves. And that's why the Bible says, don't grieve him. He's going to stay with you no matter what. He's never going to leave you or forsake you. So we, need, we have a, a responsibility uh, as, as somebody's with us. I'm not going to uh, drag my kids around um, in, into things that would grieve them. Amen? I, would, I, take, I go to work. I have hard work days. And, and, but if, if it's not child safe, I'm not going to bring my kids. Amen? And, but listen, we have the Holy Spirit of God in us. And we need to be more uh, spirit-minded. And heavenly minded to know that God lives in us. And to be careful what we do. Be careful how we think. Be careful what we put our mind to. Be careful what we invest our time in. And start walking in the spirit of God. To know Christ, we need to walk in the spirit of God. Jesus said, have I been so long time with you, and yet thou hast not known me, Philip? Yet hast thou not known me? And it's amazing as Christians, we can come to church and read our Bibles and, and do everything. Uh, but Philip walked with the Lord, but yet he didn't know. He didn't know. And don't let the time pass. Don't, don't just come to church and let time pass you by. you got to have some heart in walking with God. If your heart's not in it, time's going to pass you by and you're not going to know Christ. You're going to miss him. You will miss the Lord in your day-to-day -day walk uh, even though you go through the routine of walking with Christ, if your heart's not in it. And we are not heart people. God is a heart God. He wants, he's, that's who's after your heart. 
He wants your heart. And everything he does is heart. But we are not heart people. The Bible says our hearts are desperately wicked and, and they deceives us. It's deceitful above all things and desperately wicked. Our heart is almost a separate entity of how we conduct ourselves and what we uh, think and know. It does its own thing. But we need to gather, the Bible says, every thought into the obedience of Jesus Christ and gather a heart and give our heart to the Lord Jesus Christ. Lord, uh, I can't handle my heart. You take it. You guide my heart. You direct my steps. And the Bible says that God holdeth the reins of our heart. Allow, allow God to have your heart. Give your heart to Christ. Put some heart in, in your walk with the Lord. Wherever your heart is, that's where your treasure is going to be, the Bible says. And if you're not sure what type of person you are, look at what you're seeking after. And that's where your heart's at. Wherever your treasure is, that's where you're going to find your heart. And whatever's weighing you down, whatever's eating you up all the time, whatever you think about most, that's where your treasure is. It doesn't have to be worth anything because there's nothing worth more than Christ. Anything on this earth doesn't have to be silver and gold and riches and, and popularity. It could be your treasure could be a bunch of junk. Amen. But whatever is consuming your life, that's what your treasure is. And if you want to know where your heart is, find where your treasure's at. That's where you're going to find your heart. Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. Thank God for, for who he is. Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man cometh unto the Father but by me. God has never been. There's some things that God has never been. Amen? God has never been unfaithful. God has never been unfaithful. And we serve a faithful God. The Bible says in 2 Timothy if you want to turn there, 2 Timothy 2, 13, the Bible says, If we believed not, it is a faithful saying, for if, if we be dead with him, we shall also live with him. If we suffer, we shall also reign with him. If we deny him, he also will deny us. If we believe not, yet he abideth faithful. He cannot deny himself. God is faithful, and he abides faithful. God cannot be unfaithful because he is faithful. It's not just a characteristic. He is the definition of faithful. He's God and he is faithful. He cannot be unfaithful. And why do we invest? We, we, we chance investing our lives into things that we might, it might end up bad for us. But yet we hesitate in giving our time to God or investing in God when we know he's faithful, That's right. it's because our heart's not in it. Our heart is seeking after something else. If it was a mental thing and we calculated, calculated all the pros and cons and, and, and how everything, no matter what, turns out good, when God's involved, we will do it. Well, why don't we do it? Because our heart's not there. Our heart's not in it. Our hearts quickly turn from God. Find out where your heart's at. God is faithful. He can never be anything but faithful. God always remains faithful. He always will be faithful. 1 Corinthians 10, 13 
says, there hath no temptation taken you, but such as is common to man. You know, sometimes we think that, Lord, if, if you just get rid of my flesh issues, my temptations, the sin that I struggle with out of my life, then I'll be a lot better of a servant for you. No, you wouldn't. It's not true. That's, that's called the, the, the seats of your lust. Deception of your lust. Deceptions of your flesh. If everything was good, you would throw God out immediately. There hath no temptation, read this verse, there hath no temptation taken you. 1 Corinthians 10, 13. But such is as common to man. That means a temp- any temptation that comes on you is common amongst all of us. We all go through things. There is nobody in here. I don't care how spiritual you look, including me up here. Oh, if you don't know what I go through, if I can only be like you. No, no such thing. We all look around us. Some of us are better at hiding things. Some of us hope we don't get caught with things. Some of us, and I can go on and on, but all of us, everything is common. We're sinners, and I hope you're a sinner saved by grace. There had no temptation taken you, but such is common to man. But read this part. But God is faithful. Faithful, what, what, what does that part of the verse have to do with this verse? We're talking about being tempted here. Almost as if God knows you're going to fall sometimes. God knows you're not going to be faithful to him. And he's just telling us, listen, you're going to be tempted. There's gonna, and yeah, everybody deals with it. But don't worry about that. I'm the, I'm the one who's faithful. But God, aren't you supposed to be telling me to be faithful? It doesn't say that. There had no temptation taken you, but such as is common to man. And it, maybe it should read, and make sure you're faithful. No, it doesn't say that. It says God is faithful. You know why? Because God knows that we're not going to be faithful. God knows you're going to mess up. God knows you're going to fall. God knows your hearts. He knows you're going to turn your back on him. But God is faithful. There hath no temptation taken you, but such is common to man. But God is faithful. But God is faithful. And if you read the rest of the verse, he even helps you, even though he knows you're not going to be faithful. He helps you not to, the Bible says, who will not suffer you to be tempted above that you are able. That means he withholds things from coming your way. You think you can't handle it. Lord, if you remove these things from coming to my life, He already has removed a lot of stuff. He already has kept you from a lot of things. That's what that verse is saying. There are some things that he has kept from you that you're only going to know when you get in heaven. Destruction. Things that will have already been destroyed you. You don't know the beauty of God's hand of grace and preservation on your life. You don't know it. The fire. Hell's fire coming your way. God stopped it. Destruction. God stopped it. And you're looking at what he did allow to cross his hand. But God is faithful. God is faithful. God is the one who's faithful. Shouldn't it say, there had no temptation taken you, but such is common to man. 
and make sure you remain faithful. No, it doesn't say that. Or maybe it's uh, a mistake in God's word. No, can't be no mistakes. There's no such thing as a mistake in God's word. Uh, Well, maybe I should read differently. Maybe, uh, no, God is the one who's faithful. God is faithful for us. What's he faithful at? He's faithful at forgiving. God is faithful in his mercy. God is faithful. He's faithful despite of who we are. And he doesn't have to be. Even if God didn't forgive us, even if God doesn't put his hand of extra grace or preservation, he still will be faithful because he doesn't have to do those things. But he has made extra, extra promises just out of love and help for us and has promised to be faithful at those. We have a faithful God. And he cannot deny himself because he is faithful and will remain faithful. But will also with the temptation make a way to escape that ye may be able to bear it. Even though we're not faithful, God is faithful. We have a faithful God. God has never been unfaithful. God has never been untruthful. Jesus said, I am the way, the truth. Jesus is the truth. Amen? Jesus is the truth. Uh, Thank God for God's word. It's 100% truth. And if... If man, I was talking to a guy today, he said, no, no. He said, the Bible has been tainted by man. Man has their hands all over that thing. It's been translated many, many times. I said, no, it hasn't. I said, you're, you're confusing it with all those false versions out there. That's true. I said, but if you can show me one error in here, then I would have no problem throwing this in a bonfire. I would have no problem. I threw NIVs in the trash can. I have no problem with that. I threw New King James Bibles right in the trash. No problem with that. But a good old King James Bible? Oh, sir. Even if it was uh, 50 years old and water stained, I will retire it on the shelf. Could have, I, I can't put a cup of water on as a coaster. I, I have this respect for it. It's God's word. Every word is God's word. If you could show me one error in this book right here, I have no problem throwing it in a trash can. But you can't. It's the truth. And if man had their hands in this, if man had their name in this at all, and I'm not talking about the book of Timothy or whatever, if man was involved in this, Can I say, or could you even just think how this book would be? Do you think at all it would go against who we are? Wouldn't it be like all those false new versions out there, how they just take out fornication or take out homosexuality or just take out all these Sins and things? Oh, no. 
When man's involved, you're going to have flaws and sin, mistakes and errors. Wherever man puts their hand to, there's issues. That's what man does. We're the one who creates the flaws, but we have an unflawed book here. Tested and proven by time. A hundred percent without error. It's called God's word. God is truthful. Amen. God has never been untruthful to us. He is the truth. Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. You know, we want to tell our kids the truth. We need to tell them about Christ. Jesus said he is the way. The way to what? He's just the way. The way, whatever way you need. Amen. You need to find your way back. You go to Christ. You need to find your way to heaven, sinner. You go to Christ. You need to find your way in life. You don't have any purpose. You go to Christ. You don't know where to go. You go to Christ. You're lost in this world. You go to Christ. You need help. You go to Christ. He is the way. He is the way. Period. What do you need? Go to Christ. He is the way. It didn't say, Jesus said, I am the way to this. No. I am the way to church. No, he didn't say that. I am the way to be a, a, a holier person. No. I am the way to look better. No, it didn't say that either. He just said the way. He's the way. And we can find the way to whatever we need, wherever we need to go, through Christ. Jesus is the way. He's the truth. There's a lot of lying out there. The Bible says the devil is the father of lies. And you don't know if you've been lied to until you discover truth. But Jesus is the truth. He's not just another way to heaven. He is the only truth. Now, I don't wish anybody to hell. I don't. I don't wish uh, all the false religions to hell. But let me tell you this. If they don't believe in the Lord Jesus Christ, in the Lord Jesus Christ of the Bible, not just by name. The Bible says in John that there, there are many false Christs entered into the world. You have the, the Christ of the Mormons. No, that's not the Jesus of the Bible. You have the, the Christ of the Jehovah Witnesses. He's not the Jesus of the Bible, no. You have the, the Jesus of the Roman Catholic Church. Sorry, he's not the Jesus of the Bible. Uh, you have the Jesus of, of all these false religions. But you only have one Jesus. And he is the way, the truth, and the life. He's the life. You want life? Wow, what is life? We think of life just being alive. Maybe eternal life. But I'll tell you what. There's lives down here that I don't want to live. You know what I mean? There's people that live a hard life. And I've met people who maybe lived what I thought was a hard life. 
but they had this love for the Lord. They had a love, such love for Christ that they would have chose no other life to live because Jesus is the life. He's the life that you're missing out on. Without Jesus, there is no life to live. Yeah, he's life. Yeah, he's created life. Yeah, he's given you eternal life if you're saved. But he's also the life. He's the only life worth living. And a life without a true friend is no life at all. And Jesus is that friend that sticketh closer than a brother. He's the one and true friend that will never leave you. He's the one and true friend that understands what you're going through. He's the one true friend that can only relate to you. There's no other friend like Jesus. He is the life, the life. And what we leave the Lord for and chase after, but friend, he'll never leave you because he's faithful and he remaineth faithful and he can be nothing else but faithful. Jesus said to Philip, Philip, you've known me for this long. You've been with me for this long. Yet, thou, you don't know me. And what we miss out on with the Lord, if our heart truly isn't for him, but may I say this, his heart is for you. His heart is for you. He wants nothing else but you. And as the Lord said it here, he said, listen, I'm going only to prepare a place for you. That where I am, there ye may be also. He's not trying to get away from you. As we try to get away from him. That where I am, there ye may be also. He doesn't have a separate palace in heaven, and we have to stay away? No. He wants to be right next to us. That where I am, there ye may be also. Why would a Savior love a people like us so much? Because his heart is for us. And he's faithful. And nothing can change that. Because he cannot deny himself. Because he's faithful. And although we're not, he remaineth faithful. He tells Philip, Philip, you've been a long time with me, a long time, yet thou hast not known me. He tells Thomas, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man cometh unto the Father but by me. Jesus is the way. Jesus is the truth. And Jesus is the life. Thank God we have such a great Savior. Where's our heart today? It, can, can we pinpoint it? Can you think about what's been consuming you? Think about, take some thought at this moment. Close your eyes even if you have to. What weighs heavy on your mind? When you wake up throughout the day, What consumes you? What eats you up? Can you pinpoint where your treasure is? What you 
value most in your life. And your mind is maybe one thing, but we're not talking about our minds. We're trying to locate our heart. Is your heart placed next to Christ? Is he your treasure? Can you find your heart? Have you been deceived? Has your heart escaped you? We got to get it back. Find out where you are. Find out where your heart is. Give it to Christ. Give it to the one who's faithful. Give it to the one who's truthful. Give it to the one who will give you life and a life to live. Let's pray. Father in heaven, and thank you, Father, for remaining faithful to us through all these years. Help, Lord, our time not to pass us by. Lord, we can come to church and we can live day to day, even playing, Lord, or, or going through the series of um, a Christian routine, Lord, but miss you because our heart is somewhere else. I pray, Lord, that we'll gather our heart in, locate it, place it on you. Lord, put it right beside you. Take our hearts, O oh God. Mold us and make us after thy will. While we are waiting, yielded and still. Lord, I pray that each one of us will uh, do some examination. Lord, search me, O oh God. Try me. Know me. Know my heart today. And see if there be any wicked way in me. I pray, Lord, that you will help us to crave you. Lord, help us to, Lord, as the uh, deer, Lord, pandeth after the water, Lord, help our soul, Lord, to thirst for you. Lord, I pray you give us a craving for your word. Give us a desire to pray and talk with you, Lord. Help our desires to start matching up with yours. Get our attention back. Lord, as it gets captivated, Father, it gets stolen from this world. Pray you bring us back. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. I want to sing him, Have Thine Away, Lord. Let's all stand. And would you pray? You could pray down at the altar here. You could pray in your seat right there. But ask God, Lord, show me where my heart's at. 300, page 300. Lord, show me. Show me where my heart is. Show me where my heart is, Lord. Three hundred. Have thine own way, Lord. Have thine own way. Thou art the potter. I am the clay. Mold me and make me. After thy will, while I am waiting, yielded and still, have thine own way, Lord, have thine own way. Search me and try me, Master, today. Whiter than snow, Lord, wash me just now. 
as in thy presence humbly I bow. Last verse. Have thine own way, Lord, have thine own way. Hold o'er my being absolute sway. Fill with thy spirit till all shall see Christ only always living in me. Lord, I thank you, Father, for the Holy Spirit of God living in us. Help us, O God, uh, Lord, to walk in the Spirit. Lord, that we can know you. You said that you're going to send the Comforter. He shall show you all things that you taught, Lord. He's going to bring back to to remembrance, Lord. He's going to point us, Lord, to Christ. And whatsoever things you've spoken, Lord, that he will speak, Lord, to us. Father, direct communication as if you were down here in person yourself. But even better, you live inside of us. I pray, Lord, that we would take this opportunity as, Lord, we have a more sure word of prophecy, your word, the word of God, enlightened by the Holy Spirit of God. Father, power, Lord, to walk with you. Grace, Father, Uh, Lord, as sin abounds, grace doth much more abound. Lord, in strength and mercy day to day. Father, I pray, Lord, as we've been given all things from above, Lord, what is holding us back but our hearts. Pray you keep us now in this hour, in the last days. Keep uh, your people strong and fervent and on fire. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 Uh, Pray and hope you have a blessed rest of the week. And uh, we do have the re- some readers out there on the uh, track rack, um, different subjects. I'm going to stock them back up. They're very good readers. Um, one's on family, one's on uh, um, drugs, alcohol, one's on I mean, all kinds of different subjects. Uh, feel free to take and read them. Uh, they're good Bible-believing um, uh, readers. Amen. And anything else? No? Good? Amen. Amen. I'll see you Sunday. Praying for you.